What is good, all of our listeners? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. Um, my name is Adam. I'm Liz. And in this week's episode, I snorted a little bit. It's weird. I was just like, oh. In this week's episode, we are talking about marketing in video games. We're going to be talking about the uh, topic of marketing between Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Fallout 76 and how they compare in terms of marketing, because we're such marketing experts. You're so rude. Yeah. Well, your older sister went to school for marketing. She did. That means you're an expert. Marketing or... I know that the first school she went to, it was marketing and then when she transferred it was something it was like the same thing but a different name might have been like advertising or something like that Mm -hmm. but yeah she went she got her undergrad in that and she got her master's in Mm non-profit business or something like that something non-profit but that means you're an expert in yeah that means i'm an expert i think that's what it means okay yeah uh, so this week, hopefully, uh, as we edit and post, uh, every every episode, I feel like like I'm in this echo chamber, and so we put up a bit more acoustic treatment, and hopefully that helps. Uh, but I guess we won't see until we do post editing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Liz, as I say every week, how you doing? I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. We're gonna carve pumpkins later. Pumpkins. And then I'm going to roast pumpkin seeds. And then we're going to snack on them for the next month. Yeah, last year, like, there were so many pumpkin seeds. I know. And I was just like, it was was an enormous amount that, like, there was a surplus. Yeah, I think we ended up having to toss some of it. Mm -hmm. Because we're just like, there's too much. And they're going, they were actually getting stale. Yeah. But we love pumpkin seeds. The first year I made them in Leola. Mm -hmm. And the two of us were just like, inhaling them we were we just eat them we just go in the kitchen and grab a handful and go grab and i'm like you know just forget it just bring the whole thing in the living room we just sit in the living room and eat pumpkin seeds pretty much whatever hey we get it once a year yeah we love pumpkin seeds totes my goats totes my goats totes my goats but halloween is coming up uh it's coming up in a couple days so and it's it's funny how halloween is on passes appreciation month it's like happy halloween also give me more candy because i'm a pastor well, Halloween yeah. is not in a couple days. Halloween's in a couple weeks. Is it? Well, it's like, not next week. It's the following week. I feel like it's in or, like ten days. Well, the movie yeah. comes out this week. Yes, yeah, so you're gonna go see the new Halloween movie. With, yeah. Yeah. yeah see, Halloween is not this week or next week. It's oh the yeah. Following. Okay, so there's more than just a couple so days. So it's in two weeks. October is like a weird month. I don't well, know. you were close. You said yeah. 10 days. It's in like 14, 15. It's, it's in 16. So you're off by yeah. six days. That's not bad. But uh, but yeah, so uh, speaking of scary movies or not so scary movies, last week, uh, oops, last week I promised uh, that I would give my thoughts about the movie Venom. And uh, yeah, so I, I just want to take a quick minute because now I've seen it two times in theaters. Uh, it's not as bad as what? Oops. <coughs> Dab on them haters. Um, it's not as bad as what the critics are saying. Like, it's such a weird divide, you know, between critics and audience members. Because yeah. in the critics, it's 30% on Rotten Tomatoes, but then it's a 90% with the audience. And it's such a weird divide. So yeah. it's just uh, coming to say that, like, it's not as 
it's not as bad as what the critics say, but it's also not as good as what the audience is saying. Yeah. Um, the second time I, I saw it, I was with one of my uh, youth ministry students, and, you know, uh, he's a teenager, so he sees Venom. He's like, I'm asking him before we go see the movie, yeah. what would you rate this before you even see it? You know, what do you think it's going to be? He's like, oh, a nine or a ten. It's going to be awesome. And then we saw it, and then I asked him, you know, what did you think now? And he said, uh, seven, probably, a 6.5 yeah. or a seven. And I, I was like, I, I totally agree. I came into Venom, like, thinking that it was going to be, like, an, an amazing movie. Yeah. And I came out, and I saw it again, like, I saw it the first time with my friend, and we both agreed. It was, like, it was a solid six mm-hmm. or a seven. Like, it wasn't, like, the best movie ever. It also wasn't the worst, I, I think. So, ending my thoughts here, because this is just a quick thought. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm also trying to work on the, you know, trying not to do clicking my mouth. Every time I listen to the episodes, I'm like, how do you do it 10,000 times in an hour? Anyways, so, just ending my thoughts here. I think that if Venom came out in the summertime, when there was a bunch of, like, popcorn thriller movies, like action movies, I think people would have liked it better, because it's coming out in a time where these kind of popcorn throwaway movies are coming out but because it's coming it came out in October where the serious movies are coming out yeah where there's movies like First Man uh, Halloween's yeah. coming out you this got the serious movies and the movies getting ready for the like holiday season where it's like big mm-hmm. flashy movies they wait yeah like those November premieres for mm-hmm. the series like the different series movies yeah and, and and that's the thing I think it's just coming out in a time where Movies are getting more criticized, uh, or, or they're put under a uh, different light. Mm-hmm. The other part about it is that I, I'm pretty sure the movie was supposed to be in a different tone, but mm-hmm. Sony decided to go in the PG-13 routes. Yeah. So uh, they try to die it down a little bit more and make sure that it fits in the PG-13 realm. Yeah. So I'm really excited, and Liz hasn't seen it yet, and I kind of want to wait until the director's cut unrated version of the blu-ray comes out to see how this movie was actually meant yeah. to be because you it's almost definite that there's going to be a director's cut because yeah. apparently a lot of scenes were deleted yeah tom hardy even came out and said um all of his favorite scenes were cut out yeah so i'm excited to see like the unrated version yeah of venom to see like how it's actually made to be mm-hmm. so i guess we'll see but my closing thoughts on it it was a good seven it yeah. wasn't terrible, but it also wasn't the greatest movie. And I think it was above average. Like, yeah. I think it was just, it was an entertaining movie. Plot mm-hmm. holes? Yes. Lots of plot holes. Um, That's because we put out so many scenes. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, and the pacing was a little weird. The pacing was really quick. Because it cut out so Like, all the things that you're saying is because it yeah. cut out so many scenes, it probably made it too choppy. Mm-hmm. It, it did. So, I'm excited to see it on the director's cut blu-ray so closing thoughts seven out of ten it was a fine movie yeah it was okay i think if it came out in the summertime people would have liked it more yeah or critics at least would have liked it more people people love this movie yeah the critics would have loved it more if it came out during mm-hmm. a time of yeah i think they were just kind of bitter about like mm-hmm. it wasn't the movie they wanted to see yeah it's definitely one of those things that critics want to see a more serious grounded movie and mm-hmm. venom is not grounded at all <laughs> like it's such a ridiculous movie but yeah. It's a fine movie. I do want to apologize if I clear my throat too many times today. Mm-hmm. I'm either still getting over my cold or developing a new one. So Yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just noticed I did it like 10 times in your little spiel. So oh, yeah. <laughs> like I should just uh, address it. Right on. So we're bringing back the old segment that we call Table Talk Topic. Table Talk Topic. So each and every week, except for the weeks that we don't do this, uh, each and every week we shuffle this deck of table topics for some reason. And we pick a random card, pick a random question, and then we just talk about it for 10 minutes in a little mini podcast that we call Table Talk Topics. So this week's Table Talk Topic for the next 10 minutes is... Besides your family, who will help you no matter what? Wow. Elena, done. Dang. Yeah, like, besides (laughs) your family. Well, like, you consider Elena family, though. So let's not talk about, like... Let's make this a more difficult question and like people, not even people you consider family. Well, then why would they help me? Exactly. Well, that's the question, you know, besides your family, who will help you no matter what? Uh, but by the way, listeners, Elena is like her. Uh, well, I'll let you describe her. Elena has been my best friend <clears throat> since as long as I can remember. We met in church. I remember the first time she came over to my house, we were probably like seven or eight or something Mm -hmm. but um yeah she's my best friend but she's so much of a best friend that like my family sometimes forgets that she was my friend before she was their family and like she come she would come over my house be like i'm home Mm -hmm. and it was legit she'd be coming home she over the summer like lived at my house like her mom actually had to tell her like you have to sleep at home tonight once a week you have to sleep at home so we're incredibly close she's more than even a sister to me like so i consider her family so adam said i can't answer with that exactly like let's make this a more difficult question um but yeah like i was just talking to my friend about this uh my my friend from college and, and it just sucks the older you get uh the more you see who your true friends are because in high school especially high school you think that like all of your friends have your back and then you go to college yeah and then they they end up not being the friends you thought they were going to be yeah and then you get out of college and you thought the friends that you lived with for four years from my case five years (laughs) um you you thought the people you lived with they have your back but it's not about now now i want to say this any of my college friends listening I don't promote this, but anyways, um, but it's not about that they don't have your back. It's just that once you exit college, you exit into your realm, your real world. So you don't have time to be there for everybody. Yeah. You know, so I I didn't see my friend John for the longest time after college. Yeah. Just because. Whoop. Sorry. Yeah. She's taking a picture of the doggy. He's falling asleep, but his head is like in a weird position. And I think it's adorable. I think Loki would help me no matter what, but he's family, so. Mm, he's your son. But, but yeah, so, uh, and, it, and it sucks because, like, you get to find out who your real friends are, you're yeah. really tight with. Yeah. And this is a difficult question because I said Elena doesn't count, but the only people that will help you out besides your family are the ones, the one friends that are so close that you consider them family. Exactly. Like, and like, that's, that's why thing, you consider like, them family. For me, I don't. I'm like a child. I don't make friends Mm -hmm. easily. And so I only have a few, not even a few close friends. Lena is really my only friend other than Megan. Yeah. And I mean, I think Megan would do it. Like if I was in a really tough situation, I know she'd help me. Mm -hmm. But it's still like 
she also know, lives she so far away. She lives too. far away, and she has her own life, and yeah. we don't really get to talk that much anymore. So, would I even ask her? Yeah, that's the thing. It's just, uh, man, this is such a bummer table talk topic. I know. Like, but that's the thing. Like, I don't think anyone outside of family would help me. Yeah. Yeah, besides that. Besides, besides Elena, Elena, who you said I can't use. So, I think. So. I think this table talk topic uh, brings us to another topic of just like, I I think the friends who are super close to you are the ones that you've been considering family since day one. Yeah. Like John, I consider my brother. Exactly. You know? uh, yeah, he moved uh, moved away again, but you know I I think you could help me out in a sticky situation. Oh yeah, definitely. Vice versa. Definitely. You know. Uh, also, like our other friend Josh, you know. Yeah. Like he would help me out. But yeah, also I would consider him him a brother. So, and that's the thing. I think if it's not your family, if it's just your friend, and uh, they would help you out no matter what, they they automatically go from friend to family. Exactly. You know, uh, Ohana means family in Stitch language. No, in Stitch, it's Hawaiian. It's Ohana. That wasn't Stitch. That's Stitch that language. No, uh, they were. Are you in, sure? Yes, I'm like a hundred percent positive. I'm pretty sure Hawaii is just a fictional place. No, I think you're a fictional person. I I think Stitch is from the planet Hawaii, and Hawaii is just a Disney no. creation, and they have a language called put, Hawaiian. Oh no, Ohana means dog in Portuguese. No. That would be no. cool. That would be funny. Ohana means family, and family means nobody gets left behind. George Bush. But. What? <laughs> what? How do those two things connect? Uh, the, what just happened? No, George W. Bush, the no one gets left behind, no child left behind act. <sighs> That's what caused all my schooling problems in yeah. my childhood. Was that nobody gets left behind, even if it's good for them. Yeah. So I think we can end that table topic there. Uh, there's four minutes left, but you know what? I, I think we've come to an answer here. Like when you when you say the question, besides your family, who will help you no matter what? If it's a friend who helps you no matter what, and vice versa, I feel like I, at that point they're family. I, I feel like it, so it's difficult to answer this question. Like, oh, who would help you out besides the ones that you consider family? But then you go into a circle. Well, I consider them family because they would help me no matter what, and vice yeah. versa. You know, uh, so that's a that's a good thing to end on. It's like if you have a friend out there helping you no matter what. Hey, they're your brother. They're your sister. Like it. Yeah. Game over. Like once you have children, they're, they're going to be the aunt and uncle. Yeah. Like no question about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oops. Another ad on my timer. But ads are everywhere. I know. I'm using a, an app as a timer instead of like the one built in. I don't know why. I think it has more functionality, but whatever. What do you need more functionality for? It's a timer. Yeah, but this one is like it's orange and black like the flyers. Anyways, so if you have an answer for this week's table talk top the table talk topic, uh besides your family, who will help you out no matter what? And if you like our our answers, uh I just did it again, the the snapping of the I'll, I'm working on it, listeners. I'm working on it. Uh, I don't think anyone else notices except for you. I, I Well, if I notice it, then whatever. I never noticed it. Anyways. And I live with you. Nah. But <laughs> if you liked our answer or if you have an answer of your own, please tweet at us at Gaming Groceries using the hashtag Table Talk Topics, right? Uh, so please follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. 
Uh, follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. And just recently, we've been having a spike in listeners. It's it's really awesome. Uh, like more and more listeners are coming in. They're discovering our show. Uh, for those of you who are listening, and I'm looking at the analytics, the most amount of listens are coming from Apple Podcasts, the iOS. Uh, there's a there's a cool little functionality on Apple Podcasts where if you rate if you rate the uh, podcasts right with a with a five star system, if if there's enough ratings, you'll you'll become more of the home page on the podcasts mm. or on the Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening to us, and if you and if you enjoy us, you know. If, if you think we're a three-star or a five-star or a one-star, I don't think we're a one-star. I don't think we're a one-star, but, I mean, if that's how you feel, that's okay. Yeah. But, yeah, just give us your honest rating on the scale of one to five on that Apple podcast uh, and rate this each individual individual podcast. It's a free way to support the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, just give us a rating, and then once Apple sees there's enough support, they'll say, oh, wow, uh, I want more people to hear this yeah. podcast. So, <coughs> oops, sorry. Yeah, I definitely clipped there. Look at that audacity. Oh Woof. Anyways, <clears throat> anyway, so if you're listening to us and if you want to support the show, uh, just please uh, give us a rating on iOS. That would really be a big help. Yeah. Also, tweet at Anchor because we're trying to go on their feature page and they are not listening to me. They don't like us. Yeah. Anchor, I know you're listening to this right now. Put me on the featured. Put us on the featured. You know you want to. Games and groceries. What is good, Anchor? Welcome to another episode of Put Us on the Featured List, featuring Adam and Liz. Do it. All those times you said Apple Podcasts really made me want an apple. Dang. Rest in peace. So, that brings us to our top three gaming news. I don't know why I did that. I wanted to make it fancy. (laughs) If you thought it was fancy, please tweet at us, at Gaming Groceries. It wasn't fancy, it was just weird. (laughs) Anyways. What? So, it brings us to our top three gaming news. Uh, There's a lot that went on this week, a lot of gaming news. But again, as we say every week, these are just the top three that caught our fancy or either make us really angry, and then we just want to uh, vent about it. So, let's get started with number one. Uh, Microsoft's the owners of Xbox. If you don't know that, I don't know why you're listening to a gaming podcast. (laughs) But Maybe they don't play Xbox. That's true. I don't know. Microsoft. Maybe they're PC gamers. Well, Microsoft owns. Well, yeah, but owns. that doesn't mean that they know who owns Xbox. <coughs> Anyways, I'm just defending <coughs> people. Microsoft is um, looking to buy Obsidian. Uh, so, the developer of Obsidian. Now, last I heard, this is 90% certain. We're recording this on uh, no- uh, November, October 15th. And so if the deal went on and I just didn't know about it, awesome. But um, last time I checked it, uh, the writing was on the walls. It's 90% done. Microsoft is about to buy Obsidian. Now, this is really good for both parties. This means more Xbox exclusives from mm-hmm. Obsidian. And if you don't know who Obsidian is, the developers behind South Park games. They did Pillars of Eternity. They did All Out New Vegas, which was uh, arguably... Uh, amongst uh, users, Fallout New Vegas is a favorite. It wasn't my favorite. Fallout Fallout Three is my top favorite, but Fallout New Vegas is a respected mm-hmm. game in of itself. So Obsidian are talented developers. Uh, Pillars of Eternity was amazing. Um, 
and Microsoft is set to do, uh, to buy them, and this means more Xbox exclusive, exclusives. And Obsidian, who is an indie developer, essentially, they get more funding from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So it's good for both parties. Now, <clears throat> the one thing I think about Obsidian being bought by Microsoft and all of these diff- different developers being by- bought by Microsoft, uh, including Ninja Theory, who, who developed uh, Sinua's, uh, Hell- or Hellblade Sinua's Sacrifice, Yes, Hellblade, Sinua's Sacrifice. I always get the name mixed up. But there's a lot of developers being bought by Microsoft. And it doesn't mean that there will be automatically a new game made uh, mm-hmm. right away. Because games take at least three to four years to develop. At the least. Yeah. When I see Microsoft buying all of these developers, what I see is that they're planning ahead for the next generation. Yeah. They, Microsoft knows that they lost this generation to the PS4, they know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, okay, we need to work on customer appreciation. So they're, they're giving us a lot in terms of like customer appreciation, including Game Pass, and in my opinion, a better UI on, on, on Xbox. That's just my opinion, though. And they're buying more of these developers so that in the next generation, they can really hit the ground running. Like they can have a lot more launch titles. They can have more titles within the first year. Mm -hmm. So when people are making fun of Xbox for saying not enough exclusives, they're going to hit the ground running with the next generation, which is set to come out, I'm I'm guessing, 2020. Uh, What are your thoughts on this? About them buying? Yeah. I mean, I think it's... It's smart because, like you said, it gets more of the exclusives, which, from my knowledge, Xbox doesn't have too many exclusives. Um, So I think that puts them in the same boat as like where PlayStation is that has so many exclusive that makes people have to buy PlayStations. So I think that's going to help Xbox in console sales, especially coming into the new generation. People are going to be more interested in buying them with if they have exclusives that people are interested in. So I think that's the biggest thing. And I think that's what they're going for is getting something so that people were, are going to be buying their new generation of systems. Yeah. I'm trying to find which studios they purchase. Yeah, they purchased another one like a few weeks that's ago. That's true. Yeah, they keep buying all these... Um, all these developers, which is awesome. Yeah, so I think they're building up their inventory of exclusives for their new generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, come on, Polygon. Give me... But yeah, so they... they oh, here we go. Okay. So they bought the Initiative. Uh, they bought Undead Labs, Playground Games, Ninja Theory, Compulsion Games, which is makers of We Happy Few. They just bought Obsidian. Uh, so these are at least six that we know of mm-hmm. that they are in the works working on new Microsoft titles. They've bought them. They're under the Microsoft license. They're going to hit the ground running with the next generation, which is mm-hmm. going to be awesome. Like, yeah, honestly, sounds like it. Yeah. And they're coming out with a streaming service, the X cloud. Um, I, I think the next generation is, is coming out pretty soon. So mm-hmm. they're really getting their, their eggs in the basket. Mm-hmm. And just a little side note, this isn't the number two, but everybody's freaking out because PlayStation came out and they they pretty much said uh, the next generation is necessary. And then everybody's like, oh, PS5, it's confirmed. 
yeah, PS5 was confirmed. Like, I, I don't know why everybody's freaking out about yeah. this. Like, oh, I mean, it's make- bound to happen. If Xbox makes another generation, that means PlayStation has to make mm-hmm. another generation. Yeah. That's how it works. And really, uh, and, I, and I love this theory about it. I forget who said it, and I wanted to credit them. But uh, this isn't my thought. But they said that um, P- uh, Sony is coming out with this new, like, next generation is coming out in the next few years. We're developing the PS5 to bait Microsoft into releasing a not-yet-ready console. Mm-hmm. And so they release it too soon while Sony has you know, enough time to make a better console. I think Microsoft is smarter than that. I think they know from the release of the Xbox One that they learned from their mistakes. That's why they hired Phil Spencer. I don't think they're going to take the bait on this one. If, yeah. it is, if it is bait, I don't think they're going to take the bait. But I guess we'll find out. Yeah, but little little like um, gaming news in one slash a PS five confirmed no duh. Yeah. <laughs> but number two, uh, this is a pretty quick one. Yeah. Um, Fallout seventy six mods are not coming. Uh, this is confirmed by Pete Hines that Fallout seventy six mods will not be released until November twenty nineteen. Right. My goodness. Yeah, uh, it, it's so far away. So, the one thing I'm I'm saying from this is just like, wow, they planned it like November 2019. And I think that's just like it's pretty much a year after release, and yeah. so they're just gonna focus on getting the server set. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not really too surprised about this news. But like, why announce that? Yeah. Well, it's because people keep bothering them. When's the mods? When are the mods? When are the mods? And then t- November 2019, and so. I think this is just a more of a confirmation that this is not your traditional traditional fallouts. Yeah. It's not your traditional fallouts. Uh if you're looking this with Fallout 76 mods, right? Because mm-hmm. uh Fallout mod community is massive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh there there's a lot of uh mod makers, like this is a big part of the Fallout family including and Skyrim, it's a big thing. Yeah. In fact, uh Fallout new uh Fallout Miami is coming out and that's a mod um and it's like a game in of itself but this is just a confirmation to fans that this is not your traditional fallout yeah it's probably going to turn fans off like well there's no mods in it yeah but this is why i say it's a quick one because i'm not i'm not surprised yeah i'm not surprised like i i when they said an online fallout i'm like okay no mods like yeah i know there's mods in online survival games i know but I, I did not see mods coming to Fallout 76, at least right away. And then when Pete Hines confirmed on Twitter, uh, there's no mods coming out until 2019. Yeah. It's, I'm not surprised. But I think what it is, why it is newsworthy is because that's the final nail in the coffin to say that this is not a traditional yeah. Fallout. Yeah. You know, not much more to say from that. But which let's move on to the final gaming news. This is why I'm not talking about my experience. So I, I played the Fallout 76 stress test. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. That's all you're going to say. Be- and I've deleted my tweets to say uh, that I was in the stress test uh, because number three gaming news, the first stress test was available for Fallout 76 and people are getting banned on Twitter and on Xbox because... There's an NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, non-disclosure. I might be getting that wrong. But 
there's NDA breaks all over Xbox because people don't realize how strict this NDA was. Yeah. Uh, there, there was something saying that. Uh, now, obviously, <clears throat> now obviously, it said like, uh, no photos or videos to be taken yeah. of this, and I'm like, okay, no duh, that that's fine of this, but it it also said in the NDA, do not talk about it. Like, don't even talk about your experience on it. Like, yeah. it didn't even just say, like, don't spoil the game story at all. It said, don't even talk about your online or offline like, experience. Your experience. Yeah. And I was just like, what? Uh, it even said in the NDA that you shouldn't let anybody watch you play it. So yeah. if if you have, like, a little brother in the room, it also says, like, do not do not leave your controller just left behind. Don't Don't leave Fallout 76 on without you being in the room. Because if yeah. your little brother comes into the room and plays it, you're breaking an NDA. Yeah. Uh, but people didn't realize how strict this NDA was because it looked more like a terms and service kind of thing and not like yeah. an official document. Yeah. And people are just, they're talking about, they're just talking about their experience, how excited they are yeah. for the game. And their their Twitter accounts are getting banned. Uh, their Xbox are, are, some people's Xboxes, now this is just from Reddit. But some people's Xboxes are getting bricked. That's like, ridiculous. Yeah, their Xbox accounts are being broken. Um, and it's all because you... Uh, yeah, I even wrote down you couldn't even let someone else take the controller. Um, but it's all because nobody realized how strict this was, right? Yeah. I, I, I think the people who got banned from sharing videos and clips of this... I think that one's obvious when you see an NDA, like just yeah, like don't do that. But at the same time, like you bricked their mm-hmm. Xbox, like okay, ban them from the game without yeah. giving their money back or something. Yeah. Like you brick their Xbox, you just cost them like three hundred dollars because you Be- gave it to the public, not yeah. a not a professional broadcaster, not a professional YouTuber. Yeah, you put your trust in random people. Yeah. Like, like this is stupid on Bethesda's part. Yeah, like you could have given them a warning. You could have, like I said, not. Well, they did give them a warning technically through the NDA. Yes, but you could have said, "Hey, take down the video, <coughs> or we're going to do this." Yeah. Like. It was so stupid. It's it's it's. I just think that's kind of a jerk move. Like you, like you don't have to break their system. No. To punish them, like, don't give them their copy of the actual game. Or something. So, but yeah, so it's, this just makes me super aggravated just because you're not getting people to talk about it. You're giving it to random people online. They don't know what an NDA is and you're trusting them to do this and then you punish them for it. And it's not getting people talking or excited about the game. Yeah. It's just making it more hidden. Yeah. And this is just. I'll say this is a stupid move on Bethesda's part. It is. Like, that's just, that's freaking stupid. And on top of it, it's like, I also kind of don't blame the people who might have shared video or pictures because they just had a bunch of YouTubers sharing hours of it. So why would they think, oh, I I can do this because, I mean, they let the YouTubers broadcast it. It's the same game. Yeah. It's the same game. You see the exact same thing. So why, you know, I don't blame those people for sharing some videos or pictures because everyone already saw it. Everyone sees. And and that's the thing. It's just like, okay, so 
knowingly, yes, we don't know about NDA laws. We don't know the purpose of them. Sure, yeah. you can argue with us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries uh, <laughs> about why we don't know what we're talking about. But at the same time, there's literally hours, hundreds of hours of gameplay from different YouTubers, and yet somebody was banned for putting up a one minute thirty second video. Ban, ban. I want to. I just. I want to point out something that is not even just banned. Mm -hmm. Their entire Xbox is unusable. Yeah. That's not just being banned from a game or mm -hmm. even all your current games that you own, but now they have to buy an entire new system, set up an entire new account, and they lose all the work that they've done on any game they've ever played. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. It is. This brings us to our next segment, Fallout 76 bullcrap. <laughs> We're bringing it back, people. But, yeah, it's... I'm not talking about my experience. I was about to talk about it because, yeah, sure, like, I can just talk about it and it's fine, but I don't want to risk about... Since this is a new podcast, basically, I don't want to risk on getting us banned yeah. from anything. Loki, what are you doing, buddy? Swallowing a sniff. Oh, my goodness. My dog is ridiculous. Yeah, I called you ridiculous. Ridiculous. But Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But this is just such a weird move on Bethesda's part. It is. Why, why release hundreds of hours for professional YouTubers, but some random Joe Schmo... Shared a clip... Mm -hmm. Not even a whole gameplay, a clip. One minute, 30 seconds, and they banned his account. That's One minute terrible. and 30 that seconds. Are you kidding me, Bethesda? Like, are you kidding me? I think this is a good transition into this week's big topic, marketing and video games. As uh, most of our viewers know, we like to bring in a big topic question, uh, asking the big questions of gaming. Uh, we'll, we'll probably bring back Merit in Gaming pretty soon. Uh, we talked about, you know, why are video games an art form? And this week, how does marketing affect video games? Mm -hmm. Before we get into this, we're going to be focusing on Assassin's Creed Odyssey versus Fallout 76. Uh, two games that we believed Assassin's Creed we thought was garbage and Fallout 76 was like, oh. But we're going to be talking about how marketing flipped our minds around. But a little preface, we are not speaking on the game developers on this each game has its own strengths and own weaknesses we're not racking on the game in of itself we believe that the game is an art form the developers mm -hmm. uh, worked very hard on making a very good game but we just want to talk about how the marketing team the advertisements can flip your vision around for these games you can think a game is awesome and the marketing team does stupid moves and yeah. it just changes your mind and it punishes the v developers, not mm -hmm. just the fans, but also developers. Because the fans may never get a chance to play it because they're just too angry at the yeah. marketing team. So let's just get this topic started. Uh, let's start with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure when we first started this and our very first episode, uh, you can check it out on our Anchor page or any other podcast uh, website that you listen to this on. Wow. Um but our first views of Assassin's Creed Odyssey was this is such a waste of a game. Yes. This is so stupid. Why are you releasing this? It, there was no answers. Yeah. So I think our views were pretty much sim similar to that. Yeah. You know, um, like what what when you first saw the the first teaser trailer, like what what were you thinking? 
I mean, I, and I've been saying this since E3 this year, mm-hmm. that I thought Assassin's Creed Odyssey looked ridiculous because the first, the very first clip I saw, I said, it looks like Origins with grass. Yeah. It looked exactly like it was the exact same map, but they added grass. It looks like they took no time on worrying about the location. They added grass and changed the buildings to match the time period and the location. But that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was just being ridiculous. Like, I just, I thought it was lazy and sloppy and a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. And I think, I mean, and I've been saying that since day one of E3. Yeah. And and I I was in a similar format where... I'm an Assassin's Creed purist. Yeah. And when they came out and said that there's no assassins in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I was like, what are you thinking, man? Also, no hidden blade. I'm like, then it's not an Assassin's Creed game. This is just, you know. It's just people running around killing each other. In Greece. Like, yeah. awesome. You made 300 the game. You know? Yeah. There's no, there's barely any modern day. And I was just like. This is not an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Just call it 300 the game. Like, what are we <laughs> doing here? Um, but then now let's talk about our first Fallout 76 news. When that first trailer released and like we were on the hype train mm-hmm. for Fallout 76, like, wow. So excited. Like when I was in my workout routine, I was always ending it with um, Take Me Home Country Roads. Yeah. Like we, we were ecstatic about this because... It was like a new platform for Fallouts, mm-hmm. you know? Because, like, I don't even play Fallout games, but I'm interested in playing them. Like, I would definitely consider going and mm-hmm. starting from Fallout 3 and playing them. Yeah, the Bethesda Fallouts. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm highly interested in, in playing them, and I like watching you play them because they're still very interesting mm-hmm. games. And so when I saw, like, you're going to go back to, like, the first vault that was opened and... Mm-hmm what that was like and i thought you'd be like you know exploring the vault a little more mm-hmm. and seeing what was there and everything i thought that was very i was i was excited i yeah. was really excited to watch and i was excited when they said it's going to be a multiplayer fallout now and see I then like, i fell off a little bit yeah well i was like a little bit more excited i was like okay okay it's a new realm uh but no that our basic views of each game was kind of just like uh was just kind of a little off you know yeah uh, oh, one thing I wanted to point out about the Fallout 76 uh, stress test, though, talking about marketing, you know. Yeah. Uh, that was when we first put it out there. You know, this is amazing. Now coming to today, this is a tweet made yesterday, October 14th, from Mr. Matty Plays. And he, he even said, so I think the first trailer release, I think, was in April or May. I think it was in April or May. I mm-hmm. might be wrong about that, but it was definitely before E3 in June. So it had to be at least May. But so from May to October, right, where people were super hyped. Yeah. Uh, then we get this tweet from Mr. Matty Plays. <clears throat> Oops. Sorry, everybody. Uh, taking time to go over the stress test. Taking time to go over the stress test feedback for Fallout 76. Seems like a lot of people walked away with similar impressions as most press and influencers. Fun yet different, and curious if it will be if it'll stay this fun during a course of a full playthrough. Mm-hmm. Fun yet different, and curious. You know, going yeah. from super hype 
like super like to, let's go yeah to, to fun and curious yeah fun and curious that doesn't sound like a compliment exactly like a, a lot of influencers and as, as the train went on and on and on from e3 to today it's just kind of like yeah yeah it's a it's dying down on a quick slope at this point yeah whereas assassin's creed odyssey i still haven't played it yet i'm actually waiting for a good 40 dollars sale on it yeah but it it looks fun it actually the marketing actually changed my mind on it yeah and i'm actually you know what i'm all in i i'm not gonna buy it for 60 dollars, but i'll, I'll definitely yeah. pay 40 for it and yeah. i'm actually super excited to play it um, yeah i'm interested to see it it does i i still think we could have done without yeah like I think i'm still so. against the whole making of it yeah but it looks like a fun game yeah I mean, it doesn't look like you said. It doesn't look like Assassin's Creed, but it, I mean, it looks like a fun game. Mm-hmm. Now, now that we have our opinions out of the way, let's just talk about first Assassin's Creed Odyssey, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the marketing for it, I think, was just. I think what they try to focus on was just try to be funny, relatable, uh, and just explaining the art form behind this. Yeah, you know. One form of marketing that I think really gets underplayed is uh, developer interviews, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I want to talk about one specific developer interview where, oh, no, I can't remember the developer's name, but it was Game Informer's like yeah. rapid questions. Yeah. And uh, and the lead developer for um, uh, start talking for a little bit because I'm going to Google and, I, and I'm a so see, I'm a I'm a man, and I can't type and talk at the same time. Uh, so I'm just gonna talk as I'm typing. Lead developer for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Ooh, hello. So the lead developer was. I'm just talking as I'm as I'm googling. I'm sorry. I'm listen. just staring and smiling. Ooh, it was a person development. Come on, what's the guy's name? Okay, I I can't find it right away. But I'm just drawing a blank with his name. But whatever. So it was an interview on Game Informer's YouTube channel, Rapid Fire Questions, to the lead developer of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And it was just super funny, and it was super relatable. And not only that, it was super open. He answered as many questions as he could without spoiling the story. And he explained why he thinks it's okay that an Assassin's Creed game is fine without assassins. There's still uh, story elements to the game. There's still the way the story progresses, how you uh, do different missions. It's still an Assassin's Creed game without having assassins in it. And it actually opened my mind a little bit more to say that, like, okay. Oh, did you find his name? I'm working on it. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, it's open to say that, like, you know what? It's fine if it doesn't have assassins. So... I think the developer interviews are still a part of marketing. I think it gets really underplayed to be like, oh, it's just an interview. No, it's a part of marketing. You know, it makes the customer more open to like being relatable to the game. Like this is actually an art form developed by this person who has a passion for this game. And oh, I have directors, producers. The directors were Jonathan Dumont and Scott Phillips. I think it's. Jonathan Dumont was interviewed. I think that was the guy. But who also develops Syndicate, which was a bore. Uh, that's the other reason why I didn't want to buy this game, Odyssey, because Syndicate was such a bore. 
And apparently some of the chores for, I'm going to say the chores, not the side quests, the chores uh, of Odyssey are similar to Syndicate, where it just <laughs> felt like a chore. And I'm like, oh, great. This guy needs to learn how to develop side quests. But at the same time, the interviews just felt like it was more relatable. It was more open. It's actually, yeah. they're answering questions to... Uh, the They're not keeping everything such a secret. Mm -hmm. And yes, yeah, secrecy does kind of create hype, but too much secrecy, it's like, all right, are we going to get anything? Yeah. And, and that's the thing about Fallout 76 is that they're keeping things so under wraps. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But it just feels like everything's just a secret when all it is is just an online Fallout game. There's nothing more to that. Yeah. Like, they just be up, open. And I think that's the thing. They built up so much hype. Yeah. Because they had that please stand by mm -hmm. thing. They had they had weeks of anticipation leading up to fall leading uh, up to E three. And then it just kind of exploded and people were hype and then it slowly dwindled down because there was so much hype surrounding it that mm -hmm. the more information that they finally released was such a letdown. Yeah. Whereas with Odyssey, no one even knew they were doing anything mm -hmm. until E three and they showed the trailer. Yeah, and once they came out with E three, they they just bombarded us with information about the mm -hmm. game like where it's gonna be sitting place who are the characters uh what why this doesn't have any assassins in it the other part of the marketing that i want to talk about with that sounds great was just so funny it was the alexa alexios he's over here oh, okay. uh the alexios um yes. you, so i showed you the commercials the two commercials yeah. about alexios um before this podcast I thought they were just super funny. Yeah. Like, uh, it was, and they actually made an Alexa, Alexios. So you can buy that thing. That's stupid. <laughs> it, it's stupid, but it's funny. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things just like, nobody needs that. It's a lot like Skyrim coming out on Alexa. You know, yeah. Nobody needs that, but it's just super funny to have. Yeah. You know, uh, and, it, and it's there for you to buy it for stupid reasons. Yeah. But it's just funny. And I think the whole commercial just kind of like put some humor behind it and it and the whole marketing behind that is that it's a family. It's not really a family game. It's yeah, not rated it's E. Not. But it just put the whole family together that you can enjoy. And just it's relatable. It's funny. It gets to you like in a personal way because it's in a household. Mm -hmm. It's with family members uh, making memories. And, and they're saying Alexios is now part of the family. Yeah. Meaning that like you're going to take this game uh, with you to the end. It's part of your family now. Mm -hmm. You know? It's like your brother. It's it will be there for you no matter what, Alexios. And then the follow or the 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 following commercial, the following ad was um, the guy who played Alexios in the commercial answering questions on yeah. Twitter. And that's the other thing, opening to answering questions. Yeah. It was the stupidest way to answer questions, but it was so funny. Yeah. Like, uh, did did you enjoy that second commercial? Yes, yeah. I did. It was it was. It was just funny. Yeah, if you if you didn't see it, just uh, look up uh, "Ask a Spartan." Yeah, and uh, one of my favorite questions was like, "Alexios, when, when's uh, Assassin's Creed Japan coming out?" Let me tell you what I know about Assassin's Creed Japan. Nothing. And then he talks about how Greece is the most glorious well, yeah. land. It's like nothing is greater than Sparta. And I'm like, this is so stupid, and yet like. It's so funny. And everybody keeps talking about Japan. And uh, Ubisoft is just having fun with it. You know? Yeah. It's just super funny. It's super relatable. 
it just makes you feel and it's the thing about honesty in the game yeah it's making you feel like you know the game personally Mm -hmm. you know it's the honesty behind it now again i know listeners that they're not being totally honest there's some things they can't tell us and they're trying to oh, use this yeah. they're but that's a point of marketing to make you feel like you're they're being exactly. honest with and you and with that ask us barton thing mm-hmm. they they're answering your questions but when they're not answering your questions you're laughing exactly because he answered it in a funny way that you don't even realize that he did not answer your question mm-hmm. e- exactly like they're they're putting humor behind it instead of like making you annoyed. It's like no comment, but yeah. like it's just again the marketing should make you feel like you're a part of the game. Yeah. It should make you feel like you are a developer. It should make you feel like you're part of the family of Ubisoft. That may not be the truth, but the marketing is supposed to feel yeah. like, oops, that you are part of this environment. Yeah. Because let's be honest here, sixty dollars nowadays. Is an investment. Yeah. And in fact, uh, the different versions of this game going up to like, what was it, $200 yeah. for like the collector's edition? Oh my goodness. Like, that's a huge investment. Why would you do that? Um, but I almost bought it. But, <laughs> but $60 is, it's an investment, but they're trying to make you feel like, hey, hey, if you're going to invest $60, let me be honest with you. Uh, here's what's in the game. Here's what's, what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah, there's microtransactions in the game. But from what I've seen, it's not like totally in your face like other games. But they're making you feel honest about it. Yeah. You know, like they don't want anything hidden from this game except for story elements. They're, they don't want to spoil the story elements. Yeah. But at the same time, like everything else about the game, they want you to know. Yeah. I feel from the marketing of Assassin's Creed Odyssey that I can feel comfortable going into this game. Like I can mm-hmm. invest forty dollars into. Yeah, you think you you know what you're getting when you get the game. Whereas with seventy six, it just seems like they're still hiding something. Yeah, let's talk, let's let's transition into Fallout seventy six as we close this out. But the Fallout seventy six marketing team is just stupid i'm just saying that right now yeah like, they, they've made a couple mistakes in the past couple mm-hmm. months that's the thing they've driven themselves downhill not over a year in the mm-hmm. past couple months i know and and the the hype around this game the thing that i wish bethesda would realize and yes i'm not an advertiser you're not an advertiser nope. this is a new platform for fallouts mm-hmm. this is an online fallout People are not used to an online fallout. Be honest with your team. Be Mm -hmm. honest with the fallout community because Mm -hmm. fallout communities are used to being the lone wanderer. Why didn't they take anything from uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey's marketing team? It made you feel like this can be your fallout. But instead, there's like you said before, there's so much secrecy crap behind it Mm -hmm. that it doesn't make any sense. You know, like they're they're putting everything under wraps to the point of they're banning people from talking about it. You're shaking your mic so hard it's shaking my mic across the table. I know. It's so stupid. Like you're banning people from being hype about it. Yeah. Like that's so stupid. Like, like I know and I know listeners are like, well, Adam, you don't know anything about NDAs. What I do know about is that people need to be hyped. 
talking about it, telling their friends about it, telling everybody to know about Fallout 76. This is your Fallout 76, and you're banning people from talking about it. Yeah. That's the stupidest marketing move that you can ever like, make. Don't do it. Like, why couldn't they have the YouTubers do the stress test? You didn't have enough of them. It seems like they mm -hmm. had tons of people on there. Exactly. Like, if you didn't want random people on here, if you wanted professionals doing this, that's why you had an or NDA. it's Bethesda Studios. Do you know how many people they have working at Bethesda? Yeah. Have everyone in your... If you don't in, want us talking about it, yeah. just have your uh, people yeah, doing have it. have your people all go on and play. It's not like you needed people mm -hmm. on there to be like... It's you yeah. didn't need the the stress test. The stress test wasn't so like first look or how they like it. It was literally to see if your servers could handle it. Yeah. So you could have literally just had every, all of your employees sign on. Exactly. And do it. You didn't have to give this to the public. If you wanted to ban the public from this, then ban the public from it. Yeah. You know, but the whole reason to give this to the public to put it out to the public world. Mm hmm. You are a month away from release, Bethesda. Yeah. Why don't you want people talking about this? And it's going to make people scared to play the beta. Yeah. Because if I if I was someone who had heard about all these things going on mm -hmm. with the stress test, I'd be like, well, what if I say something in the beta yeah. and I get bricked? Exactly. And there's no marking behind this. Not in a way of like Fallout 4 where it was just like, everywhere like i i could not escape fallout 4 whereas 76 yeah they great they painted the hotels with the three vault boys oh cool in front of e3 like you remember that the the hotel um um oh man figueroa the hotel figueroa mm -hmm. um and they painted them with the three vault boys like oh i bet it's multiplayer and that's where it stopped like yeah. they, they there's just so much secrecy bullcrap that we didn't know when the beta was. We didn't know when the... I'm saying this. I'm sorry. We did not know when the beta was. And then they said October. And we were like, that's bullcrap. When in October? Oh, we'll let you know. And then they said October 23rd. That is such bullcrap, Bethesda. Yeah, it's just... There, there's just so much secrecy. And I, like I said, I understand wanting to build up anticipation. But when every single step in your process leading up to yeah. the game is secrecy, it gets annoying. And it, it gets does. old. Now, again, we want to preface this that we are not knocking the developers. Like, no. from what I saw, maybe from what I played, I'm not saying if I'm, I'm saying it's from what I played, but from what I saw in Fallout 76, it looks like I can sink some hours into this game. Oh, yeah, it looks like yeah. a really good game, but they're really yeah. turning people off it. And that's the thing. It's such a gorgeous game. Yeah. Oh, my God. Goodness, like the, the, the amount of fun you can have with your friends, the developers at Bethesda's Game Studios. Uh, if anybody's listening to this from Bethesda Game Studios and developed Fallout 76, one, wow. thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs> one, and two, wow, you did an amazing job. It looks gorgeous, it looks like a lot of fun. We are not knocking the yeah. developers on but this, but their marketing team is very lucky for pre orders. Because they guess what? If they didn't have pre-orders, I don't think they'd get a lot of people buying it. Mm -hmm. Because people were so hyped in the beginning, they didn't care what the game was about. Yeah. They pre-ordered it, like you did. Exactly. But if they didn't have pre-orders, mm -hmm. I don't think they'd really be selling any right now. And that and that's the thing. Um, I also want to point out that Juicehead, uh, who's another uh, YouTuber for Bethesda, not for Bethesda, but he's a Bethesda YouTuber, uh, mostly about Fallout, uh, Fallout mods. But he put out a poll on his channel like, oh, you saw the stress test. You saw ours. Are you still excited for the game? 
and most of his uh most of his um uh poll said like yeah it looks great it looks like a great game and i'm 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 not so keen on that because that's not the general public Mm -hmm. you know that's just the these are coming from people who are subscribed to a fallout modding youtube channel that's not a really good uh sample size uh and who knows maybe the people who say like yeah it looks great I have plenty of friends who just buy games without caring what the marketing yeah. is. They they may say it looks great, but they don't know much about it. Yeah, they you know? they're buying it because they they've really just seen some video clips. I'm in the camp of it looks good. It doesn't look great. It looks good. Yeah. I'm in like between meh and it looks good. I'm not gonna say it looks great, but that's the thing. But Bethesda missed such an opportunity for people to get talking about it. But they're talking about it in a negative tone and not yeah. a positive. Yeah. Because we c- we're we're talking in a negative tone, in a way of like they keep they kept it a secret from us. Mm-hmm. They're not telling us anything about this game, and they're expecting us to pre-order it for a stupid beta that comes out two weeks before launch. Yeah. And that's the other thing is that they're they're going on the Xbox users way more. Mm-hmm. The stress test was only for Xbox users. The beta is going to be for Xbox users first for a whole week. Yeah. Thankfully, I'm an Xbox user, so I'm happy. But <laughs> I know plenty of people who are on PC and PS4 that they're they're not playing the stress test. They they get to be October 30th beta testers instead of October 23rd, mm-hmm. and they're favoring Xbox user with this. So that when a PC player is is in this realm, they're they're they they feel left out or PS4 you know, players yeah. yeah like they 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 feel left out. Mm-hmm. So Fallout seventy six had this great opportunity to get people hyped, talking about it like in a positive tone, mm-hmm. and yet they've decided to keep it so under wraps, which is the stupidest way to market a game yeah. like this, a multiplayer Fallout game. Mm-hmm. should have been in a way where it's totally open, it's totally a- answers your questions, not kept up in the wraps, gets people talking about it without being afraid of being banned from Twitter. Bethesda marketing team, idiots. I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry. Like, no, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not <laughs> sorry. Developers, amazing. I love you guys. Mwah. But <laughs> the marketing team, what are you doing? Pete yeah. Hines, what are you doing? Like. Yeah. It's not easy being in the marketing team. It's not easy being Pete Hines. Yeah. Oh, no. But what I'm saying is that, like, you missed this great opportunity to get people talking about the game, telling their friends about this game. Yeah. People who never played Fallout, and they're like, well, I don't really like um, single-player games. Well, this is a multiplayer game. Yeah. Let me tell you about it. Instead, they have people saying, like, oh, did you hear the new story on 76? Yeah. Like, And then going on to just talk about like the ne- the new disappointing news yeah i'm all over facebook with i'm answering people's questions yeah. about fallout 76 not in a stress test not in a stress test but all the news that's coming out like yeah the beta dates yeah. um what it's going to be like like because people the general public doesn't keep up with gaming news uh if you haven't listened to it yet we do have an episode of why you should listen to gaming news um follows on anchor but <laughs> But the fact of the matter is, is that, like, people don't know these things because they're not open about it. Yeah. You know, they're keeping in such secrecy that people don't want to buy this game. Yeah. You know, 
And a lot of influencers are saying maybe this should be a game that you should skip out on. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Maddie Plays also put out a tweet saying, like, well, here's a straight path for you to know if you're going to buy this game. Do you want Fallout 4 to be online? If not, then this isn't your game. Mm-hmm. But if that was just the marketing, Fallout 4 online, yeah. you know, to the general public, I think there would be a lot more hype behind this. Mm-hmm. But because they're keeping it such under wraps, and with this news of people are getting, general people are getting banned for putting up a one minute and 30 second video of something that's already released hundreds of hours on, and you ban his Xbox account on, instead of letting this dude talk to his friends, talk to the general public about his feelings on the game. You're stupid for doing that. Yeah, it's Bethesda. just stupid. But uh, this is our segment on Fallout 76 Bullcrap. Yeah, Thanks. pretty much. Thanks for listening. But it's just, I I saw that story. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And just to risk, like not have any risks about it, I deleted tweets about our, ex- like not our experience, but just to say that we got into the beta. You know, yeah. so I was just like, just in case, because I like my Xbox account. Yeah. I, I like it where it is. Don't ban me. So yeah. it's just such idiocy. I can't. I can't even. I can't even. I can't even. I I can't even. But I. So just to wrap up our closing thoughts on marketing and games, marketing can just a marketing team, just some stupid commercials. Yeah. With uh, a dude dressed as a Spartan. Can mm-hmm. really change someone's perspective to buy your game. Yeah. You know, to even pre order your game. You know, if you make things open, if you make things relatable, if you make them feel like they're part of your family, mm-hmm. it can really change people's perspective of whether or not they're going to buy your game. Yeah. But if you keep it under wraps and saying, you don't deserve to know what's going on in this game, yeah. Give us money. Yeah. That's such bullcrap. And I don't care. I really don't care. Like, well, Adam, they have to keep some things a secret. Yeah, some Yeah, things. but not everything. But not and if everything. you want to keep it a secret, act like you have no idea. Exactly. Act like it's not part of it. Yeah. Like, just keep it under wraps. But instead, like, you're not answering questions. You're not giving us a proper beta. Mm-hmm. This is basically a demo. It's not a beta anymore. It's mm-hmm. a demo. Like, I and I'm just disappointed. Am I still buying Fallout 76? Yes, because a lot of my friends are still going in on it. But I was I was about to cancel my pre-order, mm-hmm. but then I asked my friends, are you still buying Fallout 76? Yes. I, I, I want a good game to play with my friends, so mm-hmm. that's the only reason I'm buying it. But I was pretty close to canceling yeah. my pre-order. <sighs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just, I don't know. Marketing, just to close the thoughts out, marketing plays so much of a bigger role than people yeah all put it out to be when you see these commercials understand that yes they're trying to trick you to think that they're being honest but if they if they succeeded that's good marketing yeah that's amazing marketing to make you to make you think that they're being honest with you about everything in the game that's good marketing yep if they change your perspective out of the game that's marketing yeah i think developers should understand or uh publishers i should say publishers should focus on the importance of gaming. Look at what Assassin's Creed Odyssey did. 
because apparently this was the highest selling Assassin's Creed of this generation of gaming. Mm -hmm. Look at what they did and just go off of that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think that's a good way to... Any, any other closing thoughts? No, I think you covered it. I think so. I think that's it. He just got like this really prideful smirk on his face. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, I just... Oh my goodness. When I, when I heard that, when people were getting banned, I was like, Oh my goodness, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. And I was like, we're definitely doing marketing in video games. This is so stupid. Anyways, we thank you for listening to this week's episode. Before I burst Before he continues to complain, <laughs> we should go. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Thoughts and This is Bullcrap. But we thank you for listening to this week's episode of Games and Groceries. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know what the topic will be for next week. We'll surprise you next week. I have like three topics in mind, but we'll surprise you. Yeah. Uh, we'd like to remind you again to follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Games and Groceries, all one word. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating on mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts. It would be greatly appreciated. It's a free way to support the show. The more ratings we get, the more iTunes will see like we should share this podcast some more. So just leave your honest opinion. We're not saying give us a five star. Well, yeah. yes, we are. Well, yeah, that'd be great, but you don't <laughs> have to if that's not how you feel. But give us your honest opinion. It actually gives us a reading of what we can do better. Mm -hmm. And just uh, leave us a five star. Yeah. Or be honest. It's your choice. But thank you again for listening to this week's episode. We will see you next week. And Anchor, put us on your featured list. We thank you again for listening to this week's episode. Have a good week. Bye.